My name is Dr. Tram Jones, and since 2019, my wife and I have been living in Haiti. This is the story of our life there and the patients we've seen. Haitian Creole is like Haitian culture. Haitian culture takes aspects from the French, from Americans, from Africa, from Native Indians, and there are certain qualities that are uniquely Haitian. Just like this, the language is a free-flowing mix of both other languages, as well as words that are found only in Haiti. As I've spent the last couple years trying to learn it, I have been delighted at the discovery of little phrases and proverbs. In this episode, I'm going to try to give an ode to Haitian Creole. From time to time, I watch the foreign news, and I try to get a better understanding of the United States. It's fascinating to watch the BBC or to read The Economist or French publications to see their view on American politics. I know that's a little controversial, and most people don't like to think of how another country is trying to judge us. They aren't experts on the United States as we are. Maybe they've lived in the U.S. for a couple of years, but they didn't have their childhood, their teen years, their university years here. But because of that, they're able to look at some of the things I know innately from an outsider's perspective. Take, for instance, that an outsider looking in on Americans might note that we're often a little more loud, a little more boisterous than other cultures. Now, I didn't notice this until outsiders told me. I mean, it's just the water in which I swim. We as Americans also tend to ask people how they're doing without any expectation that they actually answer the question. There are times that an outsider can actually enunciate the uniqueness of a culture differently than a native person. I hope this is true when I talk about Haitian Creole. I should start by saying that I am by no means an expert. I can speak the language fluently and I see patients on my own in the language, but there are many times that I have trouble understanding nuance. But as an outsider, hopefully I can see some things that make the language distinct. To understand Creole, we must go back to the founding of Haiti. Now, Haiti was initially a Spanish colony, and the Spanish enslaved the native population to work the plantations. When the Indians died out, mostly from European diseases and overwork, the Spanish started to import slaves from Africa. After the colony changed hands to the French, the slave trade accelerated massively. Slavery in Haiti was brutal. In Haiti, slaves were aggressively worked to the point that the average lifespan was two years after they landed on the island after coming from Africa. Their masters considered it cheaper to continuously replace them rather than take care of them. In short, life was unbearable. These slaves had come from tribes and communities in West and Central Africa. In almost all cases, the slaves were not allowed to learn, to read, or to write, and they had to come up with a way to communicate. Creole was born of a mixture of French and Indian and African languages. When the Haitians threw off the yoke of slavery in a revolt, this mixture became the language of the people. As it has evolved over the last several hundred years, it has continued to freely acquire words from both French and English. Now, Creole was originally born as a spoken language, and given that the literacy rate in Haiti is somewhere around 61%, the spoken component continues to be the most important. The written spelling of the words is based off the literal sound of the spoken word. And that might sound normal, that might sound very logical, but actually it's very different from our English language. You can think of the myriad English words that have silent letters. Think about right or tight or knock. There is none of that in Creole, which I love. While in the United States, there are some regional differences in how we speak, we all generally agree on vocabulary. I suspect this comes because we all read the same newspapers and books. 
However, in a country where many live in isolated mountain communities, there is a huge variation on how Creole should be spoken. Those in the north differ from the south. Those in the mountains differ from those in the valleys. And this is usually not just that someone says you guys versus y'all. This may be a totally different way of speaking. For myself, I get frustrated when I can't understand a patient from a small community. That is, until I see other Haitians also struggling to try to understand. Of all the languages that it came from, Haitian Creole is obviously most based in French. I appreciate, though, that it decided to take out all of the hard and and somewhat ridiculous parts of French. The notorious French rolling R, it became the much easier W. The difficult to discern French U, throw it out altogether. The French habit of half of the letters in a word being silent, again, no need for that. The French like to conjugate their verbs, there's no need to do that. I love the straightforward logic of Creole. What's the word for cow? Beef, like beef. What's the word for a baby cow? T-beef, or little beef. To me, it just makes plenty more common sense. I love that while the base of Creole is French, given the proximity to the United States, there are many English words. You can hear an almost fully French sentence, and then you'll start to hear English words like leader or planning thrown into the mix. Some words, like the Creole word for generator, which is Delco, come from the most prevalent brand in the country. Other phrases speak to the faith of the people. No one in Haiti would ever say, I'll see you tomorrow, without adding, if God wills it. Even if it's me that's saying that I'm going to go somewhere tomorrow, someone in the crowd will inevitably add, if God wills it. To me, maybe the most fascinating part about studying the language is what the vocabulary says about the country. Creole is a straightforward language. There are relatively few words, and each one gets a lot of mileage. For example, take the word manger. This can mean I eat, you eat, all of those, but it can also mean food. It can also mean any meal, for example, lunch or breakfast, and it can mean something that's eroding away. The word fait or to do is also used ubiquitously in almost every sentence. But remarkably, there are some concepts that have a ton of synonyms in Creole, And then there are some Creole words that we actually don't even have an equivalent for in English. Take, for example, the Creole word déboîté. This is a word whose only use is literally when a wheel falls off a car. There is no common English word for that. I've never seen it happen in the U.S., so why would we need a verb? But on the unpaved streets of Quadibouquet, Haiti, I've seen countless cars going along and a wheel pops off. It causes so many traffic jams. Or you could take the concept of a thief or a gangster. The Creole has a slew of ways to describe one. Bandi, zinglindo, shime, gangsta, vole. And frankly, this makes sense because as I look at myself, when I am hanging out with my Haitian friends, so much of our conversation revolves around the struggles that everyday Haitians face from bad people. While many Creole words are short and to the point, every once in a while, you'll hear words that make your head turn. For example, we often use the word volonté or will. At the clinic, we will often say that you need to have will in order to get anything done. This is true. In the United States, a task might take, I don't know, 20 minutes. But in Haiti, given the challenges that Haitians face, it might take days or even weeks. You need to have persistence. Every Haitian that you meet, almost by definition, has immense stores of will or volonté. In the same way, we often use the Creole word stigmatisation, a word that we rarely use in the English or the French. There is an understandable fear of disease in Haiti. After centuries of cholera, typhoid, and malaria, the fear of people with disease, or stigmatisation, is a serious problem that the clinic tries to work on. 
Now that we've been in Haiti for over a year, there are situations where a word from Creole just feels so much more perfect than an English word. For example, I love the Creole word desod, or disorder, which is used to describe when a child is acting up. It's used so commonly that I can't really imagine using another word for an unruly child. Or take the Creole to put an accent on, which means to emphasize. And for example, I might say, I want to put an accent on the importance of taking this medication. I often will find myself trying to say that in English with my friends instead of using the word emphasize. The Creole language is much like Katie. It is a unique bond amongst the people on the island, but it takes freely from many sources and its rules allow for a lot of flexibility. The language varies in different areas of Haiti, in much the same way that voodoo is practiced distinctly and culture is disparate depending on where you are. Certain words speak of the challenges that Haitians face and that they must talk about. And then there are words like God's will that are so familiar that I now cannot talk about a time in the future without adding it myself. The lack of regulation of the language allows Haitians to be creative and new words are popping up all the time. It's the proud product of hundreds of years of struggle and overcoming. To me, it embodies the make-do, persistent, diverse, unique Haitian culture. Thank you for listening. We would like you to know that we are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a fascinating history. And there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you and God bless.